Red Red Show, Red Live and Bad for the Attack. Today is January's 17th, 2017. Oh my god, and you're finally going, oh my god, Tom, why are you playing that song like Stevie Wonder called Happy Birthday? Oh my god. Why are you doing that? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you. Hello, everybody. Let's see if there's anybody in the chat room. Hello, chat room. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Okay, well, today, ladies and gentlemen, on January 17, 2017, happens to be the one and only Betty White's birthday. So, yay! Happy birthday to Betty White. She's only 95 years old. She's just she's just starting out, you know, in her career. You know, it's just... She just, you know, just been around a little bit. She was born in 1922, if you can do math. Okay, there we go. And, uh... And uh, so, yay, today's her birthdays. So awesome to the one, the only Miss Betty White. And uh, it's really cool. And, uh, and she tweeted today, nine hours ago, she says, no better way to kick off 95 than a visit with my dear friend, Katie Couric. And all that good stuff. So, wow. Uh, and then some people were saying, oh, when you see Betty White is trending, you think the worst. But really, it was it was for celebrating her birthday. So, yay. And then I went to the L.A. Times. And uh, let's see if I'm going to be able to do this, but maybe not. Ladies and gentlemen. Oop, nope. Yes, I'm not going to be able to do it. LA Times is being assholes. Whitelist the site. I don't know what that means. Uh, Whitelist. These are assholes. Uh, Okay. The LA Times is an asshole because they had some Betty White advice. So I was going to read it to you, but they're being cunts. Okay. They're being cunts. Okay. Let's see. Oh, here we go. USA Today is not assholes. Okay. It says, number one, the Betty White said about aging. My mother always used to say, the older you get, the better you get, unless you're... Oh, great. Now I'm getting something else pop up. Um, son of a bitch. The internet's not liking me this evening. Okay. Thank you very much for calling. Unless you're a banana. She said, the older you get, the better you get, unless you're a banana. You know, yeah, Betty. Whoa. Great. Some. Great. Now a video is playing. All right. Um, <coughs> she says, uh, on fairness, sometimes life isn't fair, kiddo. On self-care, she says, I feel like crawling under the covers and eating Velveeta right out of the box. No, that's gross. On birds, if you hold the bird gently, the bird will stay. But if you squeeze the bird hard, the eyes will bug out. Gross. 
um, on fish, you know what they say, you can leave the herring to water, but you'll have to walk really fast or it'll die. <laughs> okay, oh, there you go, Betty White. Oh, my God. You're driving. Um, on believing in yourself, belief can be powerful. I had a sty once, and every night I would close my eyes and think about it getting smaller and smaller until it went away. <laughs> Please. Um, and how to be a wild woman. Oh, you bet I am. I eat raw cookie dough. Um, on haters, she said, believe what you want, see what I care. On life, it's like life is a giant weenie roast and I'm a biggest weenie. There you go. And that that's some of the exciting things about Betty White. Okay. Uh, so excited. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, we have the Denims. Hi, Denims. And we have the one and only Mr. Tubby Smelly. Hello. Uh, okay, well, folks, what we're going to do is I'm going to be rambling on about an assortment of goodies for you, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, of course, since I last posted, which was last Tuesday, January 10th, um, we heard a little news about, uh, our lovely, as one, uh, friend that calls the person, um, that'll be taking over the White House soon. Um, I call him the Yam. Well, I think we need to change his name to Golden Showers because <laughs> he likes to be peed on. Okay. Oh, by the way, if you have not watched the latest episode of uh, Saturday Night Live, normally I think the show sucks horribly. Uh, but uh, when Alec Baldwin does Trump, um, it was really good. And so if you haven't watched the cold opening, uh, I would recommend that you do so because it was very, very funny. And uh, they were making fun of his little pee pee thing. Now, the other thing is, uh, you know, more, you know, Mr. George Takai, Takai, Tatoa, Tatoa, from um, uh, the Star Treks. He wrote a lovely tweet um, right after it was announced, and he actually said, Tinkle, tinkle, little czar, Putin put you where you are. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Okay, so there we go. I thought that was really good. Oh, by the way, um, January 12th was your day to um, kiss a lovely ginger. And uh, so, of course, every morning and every evening, um, Roger always gets to kiss his ginger. <laughs> and the other thing that I want to give a shout out to Kingsley, uh, because every time I talk to Kingsley, we talk either on Facebook or text message or something. And he says, uh, are you still gay? And then I go, yep. And then he says, uh, have you pitched Roger's butt? And so every time I give Roger a hug and a kiss, and I always pinch his butt. <laughs> and some of you may be going, TMI. But uh, so the other day I told um, Kingsley, we talked, and I, he said, oh, don't forget to pinch uh, Roger's butt. And I said, okay, well. And then he said that uh, when I do meet him, he's going to yell at me because his butt is bruised. Okay. <laughs> I know. Oh, Roger. Yes. Oh, Roger. There you go. So you have to do the all oh, Roger. That's mandatory. In fact, I thought that I'm going to surprise Roger that, you know, for the wedding, I thought maybe what I could do is when I'm uh, reading my vows to him, uh, that what I could do is I'll tell everybody, I'll hand them a little note before the ceremony, and I'll say, when you get to this part, um, then I want you to all say, oh, Roger, but he doesn't know. Shh, be very quiet. I don't think he's listening, so don't tell him. Okay, 
So anyway, so um, so I thought maybe that'll be something that uh, you know it'd be fun to do. I go, oh, Roger, really loud, and he'll be like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you know he does have to put up with my craziness, you know, and I have to put up with his craziness. Okay, but but there's more crazy on this end than for his end. Okay, just tell you, I know it's it's just a shock to you people. I know it really is a shock. Okay, but anyway, the um, let me go back to my lovely. Um, fast book. Okay, so um, uh, and then I also put a thing about uh, Ginger Pride from the the South Park, which I thought was cute. Okay, there you go. And then see, as I was driving around and uh, doing my job, that I happened to be in this small town in Indiana, and they had—I didn't realize they had—but they had a, a Lincoln statue uh, out in the front. I believe it was their courthouse, and it says. It said Lincoln, and it's him sitting there, and it's really a beautiful um, statue. And if you want to see it, you can go to my Facebook page. Um, but underneath it says, with malice toward none, with charity for all. And now the key thing is that I think that that's an important thing to do. And I also think that we should try to be tolerant of those people who voted for Trump. Okay. <laughs> okay, just kidding. Oh, another thing is I shared a tweet that I thought was really, really funny. Um, it had a conversation between Nixon and Trump, and uh, Nixon says, uh, no way you can pull off a more scandal-ridden presidency than I did. Trump says, hold my beer. And Nixon says, wait, this isn't beer. <laughs> Dirty. Oh, my God. It's just filthy. Uh, I just filthy. Filthy. Oh, my God. Now, I did want to share with you. See, I got some ginger abuse the other day, um, and it was on January 11th at uh, 3.10 p.m., is see every now and then throughout the day I am doing my lovely job and when it's slow you know or during my lunch hour I will stop and I'll grab my phone and I will look at Facebook and and look at videos and things while I'm eating my lunch and uh, well I saw this adorable little video and I had this little boy and he is watching uh, these motorcyclists and uh, racing bikes, and he's he is just excited as all get out. And so it's it's kind of like how I am sometimes, you know, because and uh, well, he is just so deliriously happy. And so what they did is they the people at the racing bike um, place, I think this was in the UK, uh, were so happy to see his reaction that they invited him back. And uh, he was invited as a VP. Well, I shared the video and I said, um, I wish we all could be this happy, but we're adults with the yam in the office. And uh, well, anyway, um, one of my so-called quote friends and quote marks said, typical redhead. And then, of course, VV uh, Verbo Virgo said, you can still be happy as an adult, but prescription drugs will be required. OK. And uh and then uh, that friend had replied to him, says, society will unfortunately train that sort of visceral excitement out of a boy. Men are permitted to have emotions except for anger. And then uh, VV wrote back, sadly, Justin, that is so true. But see, the thing is, when I try to look at things, I try to make new foods, I try to watch a new movie that I'm excited about or something, and I get all, and then I watch it and I go, okay, so that's what happened. But I just thought it was really good. So you should go watch it. If you haven't watched it, it, it's just adorable. It's adorable. Adorable. Now, the other thing I want to tell you about is that I watched, there's a new game show, and it has the host, 
who does all the Breaking Bad, the Better Call Saul, and the Walking Dead recap shows, and he does a podcast, and I can't think the nerd nerdist podcast, or whatever. And I think he kind of sort of sucks, but um, he he's now the host of this game show called The Wall, and I saw a couple of commercials for it, and I thought, well, I'll go ahead and give it a try. And I just have to say, what they normally do is they have like one couple. And they have to drop, it's kind of like a big, huge Plinko board, like from the prices, right? And they have to drop these balls into these different dollar amounts. And then what they have to do is answer questions. And if they get them right, then the balls go down as green, which means money for the, the contestants. Or if it's they get the answer wrong to the question, then they turn red and then they take the money away. So, and they just drag it out. And they had this guy that was in, I don't know if he's a cop or he was in the military, but he's are yelling at these balls that are trying, no, go to the right, go to the right, no, go to the right, go to the left, oh my God, no, no. And then he would get all emotional if it landed in the $100,000 and you go, oh my God. And it's, it's just kind of sort of awful. <laughs> so I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan. So am I going to rush out to record this? No, I'm not. But if you watched it, I would love to hear from you and what you thought. In fact, I did ask people to uh, post their comments. And, uh, and VV actually added, she says, I like the show concept and the anxiety it creates, but I think the title is just opportunistic on the part of NBC. Because, you know, the yam had said he's going to build a wall. So, um, but anyway, um, some other people said it's a reality show. I refuse to waste my time. I said it's not a reality show. It's a game show. Um, another person said it has a different spin on the game show. Okay to watch, but they drag it out so painfully long. So that's good. So anyway, but uh, it, I was just like, Neh. okay. So anyway, so that's what's happening there. I know you're all going, oh my God. Uh, let's see. La, 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 And see, in 2014, I also shared a lovely memory on the Facebooks. I wrote, liars hate the truth. And I have to say amen to that because it's true. Because my first Roger was a liar about everything. And uh, he always hated it when he got caught in his lights. And it's kind of sort of like our president-elect. <laughs> He's a big pile of scum. But, okay, I'm not going to go political on this one. I'm not going to do it. 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 Okay, what I am going to do is I'm going to tell you a story that I thought was really touching. I thought it was really, really sweet. And and what it was, it was about this gentleman who was a veteran. And uh, in 1948, um, his name is H. Edward Spires. And he received an undesirable discharge from the Air Force for being gay. On January 6th, the 91-year-old man from North Northwalk, Connecticut, finally got the honorable discharge status he was denied 68 years ago. He said, my first thought was, wow, it's about time. Um, I can lift my head again. The change in the status is a result of a federal lawsuit, uh, him and a group of lawyers at the Yale Veterans Legal Services Clinic filed against the Air Force in November. In 1946, he was enlisted in the Air Force at the age of 20. He was assigned to be a chaplain's assistant at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas. A little over a year later, he was promoted to private to sergeant. The entire time, he kept his sexual orientation secret. Uh, his military career became jeopardized in October 1947 
when the base commander announced a plan to clean up the base of homosexuals, according to the complaint filed in federal court. That Halloween, Spires attended an off-base costume party where he dressed up as the, the new Oxydol Sparkle, a nod to the then-popular ad for a laundry detergent. Some of the party recognized him and mistook his eye-catching and sparkling costume for drag. He was soon dragged uh, into the court's advocate office where he repeatedly asked if he was gay. Toward the end of interrogation, he describes the complaint as hor- horrific and unbearable. He signed a statement that said that it was passively participated in homosexual acts. The document also states that soon after, the psychiatrist deemed him homosexual and he was given an undesirable discharge in 1948. Ashamed and wishing to keep his sexuality secret from his family, he made a fake documentation with an honorable discharge. He lived with the weight of the experience until 2010 when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed and he was eligible to apply for a status change. He applied, but the Air Force Board of Corrections military rejected Records rejected his request, claiming that his personal records were likely destroyed in a 1973 fire. Yet uh, his luck changed when he contacted by a group of lawyers from Yale who said they wanted to take on his case. Uh, his legal team soon found him service number and was able to prove that he served per NBC News. Thanks to the status change, who wishes to have a military funeral is now eligible to have one. It is a great comfort to the 91-year-old who recently battled a severe case of pneumonia. I'm still recovering from pneumonia, but every day seems a little brighter, he told. The, the one, this is one less thing on my mind, and I can smile again. And uh, you can look him up, and there's a Huffington Post article. And it's, you know, I, I just want people to know that if you've ever been in the military, and, and there's a lot of people that were kicked out due to uh, being gay or suspected of being gay. And, uh, and if you ever want to read a book that's totally will make your mind be blown is a book called conduct on becoming by randy schultz it's a, i've talked about it many times before uh but it is an amazing amazing book and it just talks about the hardship that our veterans who are part of the gay and lesbian who have been treated horribly over the years um and you know i've even had my own experiences being in the military and uh, some comments like one time i remember i was in this office and there's this one secretary who's this uh, total beach and uh, and one day she made a comment about um, some guy that that she she saw this guy was gay and she made all these nasty comments and then she looked right at me in front of other people and she says no offense and you know so I, I was just like <clears throat> so it was not good so um, you know so there's people out there that are just total assholes so um, anyway, so that's what happened. Um, and so I just wanted to share that with you. So I thought that was totally, um, you know, crazy. Now, um, I am going to tell you one thing that I thought was really interesting. And again, this is a somewhat political item um, because the yam, when he was running for president, that he kept talking about Hillary and how horrible she is and how she deals with um, uh, um Blah, 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 about certain um, organizations. Well, the funny thing is that five of the people that uh, the YAM has appointed to positions were from the company that he was bitching about. So I just thought, okay, hypocrite must. Okay, so there you go. So there you go, there you go, there you go. Um, I don't know. I'm just 
sick and tired of the bullshit already. And I talked with a couple of friends who um, have said, you know, I don't even turn on the news anymore. I, I don't read it. I don't look at it. And it's just really sad. Just very, very sad. But, you know, we're going to have to deal with him for the next four years. Hopefully only four years because he's a douchebag. Okay, there you go. So anyway, then we're going to move on to the next. Oh, I did want to say about this. See, on January 12th, I did post a video. Um, and see, one of the things, folks, that if you've watched any videos or been on Facebook or social media, I don't know what the obsession with this is now, but they've been doing what they call as the mannequin challenge where they have different people and they're sitting in their offices or whatever and they're all frozen like they're mannequins. And, you know, some of them are really cute and even Hillary Clinton did one before the election. And, uh, well, I found a new one um, and it all, it's a Russian gym members do the mannequin challenge and there's this one very hot guy, very, very hot, and he's nakedated. But unfortunately, you don't get to see his bits and pieces, but you do get to see most of him. And he's quite delicious, by the way. Um, but you can see that on my Facebook page. And it's it's really good. I thought it was very good. Considering um, I thought it was cute. I thought it was really good. Okay, now the other thing I want to talk about, this is, again, um, th this is um, another political thing slightly. Because, you know, it's, the inauguration is coming up on Friday, unfortunately. And uh, I, like my friend, I'm not going to watch any of it. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to listen to him talk. I'm not going to look at the, the inaugural balls and the dances and all that. But I really hope that nobody shows up. <laughs> because I heard, um, I did share an article on the Facebooks that I thought was really funny, is that this one guy had bought a bunch of tickets to the inaugural. And then he was trying to resell them because he was hoping that he could make some money on them because he figured there'd be a hot ticket. And the funny thing is he bought two tickets for like $700 or something and he was trying to double his money and no one will take him up on the offer. <laughs> I thought that was quite hilarious. So there you go. But anyway, the other thing that's really, really funny about the inauguration is that they've been trying desperately to get some A-name people to um, perform. And the thing is, is that uh, the, before, like a week or so ago, they had like one girl from the American Got Talent or The Voice or whatever. I don't know what show she's from, but um, she's like some opera singer. And uh, who cares? But anyway, uh, it was funny that I, I comment about this, but uh, I guess supposedly the Yam had tweeted that, oh my God, her album sales are going off the chart. And uh, because she's part of the team, well, actually, it dropped by 60 points. <laughs> there you go. But the other people who were supposed to be there were Jennifer Holliday, Toby Keith, uh, John Voigt, who doesn't sing. He can act all right, but he can't sing. And then also a Bruce, Spring, Bruce Springsteen uh, band called Three Doors Down were supposed to play for Trump at the inauguration. Well, then what happened is the Twitterverse uh, basically went crazy with Jennifer Holliday. In fact, a lot of people wrote a lot of articles about it. And in fact, a few days after um, I shared the article about her saying that she was going to perform, then she's like, oh, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? I don't get it. What's the big deal? And then what happened is there was um, a lovely outburst uh, by the Yam because he was upset 
that um, that a certain person who um, was a representative of John Lewis, who had testified in the confirmation hearings for um, um, Jeff Sessions, and he, he basically said that uh, Trump was an illegitimate president. And then Trump then sent out a tweet saying that, well, Representative Lewis should take care of his own area and um, he's all talk and no action and all that. Well, basically, the Twitter universe blew up and basically attacked the yam for what he said. And, uh, well, then all of a sudden, Jennifer Holliday decides to say, oh, I'm not going to perform now because what he said. Not to mention all the things that the yam has done for the last 18 months and all the things he said about women, all the things he says about people of immigrants, uh, Muslim community, the Mexicans, you know, all those things are okay. But when, when, you know, uh, he talked about, uh, representative Lewis, oh, 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 I can't do it now. And then a few days later, then three doors down had said, well, you know, Bruce wouldn't do this, so we're not going to. So I just thought it was interesting that the, you think that the yam would have gotten other people, but nope. So, so nope, 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 nope. So there you go. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen and all that good stuff. So the other thing I wanted to tell you about, um, and I wanted to give you an update on something. See, today is January 17th. And one of the things that I had wanted to do for myself is that I wanted to, I have a Fitbit. And by the way, if you have a Fitbit and we're not friends on the Fitbit uh, app, then please let me know. Um, but I promised myself that every single day that I would walk 10,000 steps or more per day. And I wanted to give you an update. And I just want to let you know that every single day I've done from probably 10 to 12 to 13,000. Uh, but the other day I actually did uh, 22,000 steps. And uh, today, as of right now, I have 12,455 steps. So my, I've been reaching my goal every single day. So what I do is I get up in the morning, I put the Fitbit on, and then I go do my work. And then I walk as much as I can with my job. And then when I get home, I say, Hello, Roger. Oh, Roger. And then I go get into my workout clothes, and I go get down on the treadmill. And I walk until at least 10,000 steps or more. Um, and then... You know, of course, you keep walking around, you know, before you go to bed. And so I get a lot of steps that way. But it's one night. Um, I wanted to tell you that one night I had um, forgot all about it. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't have my steps. And I had like an hour left. So I herp and rushed and did that. And so I've been making sure that every single day. In fact, even uh, when I was on the road last week, um, I did a lot of walking for work, but then I got to the hotel and I got on the treadmill until I did the 10,000 steps. So I've been doing really, really good. So I want to keep that up. And I've also been doing, um, some reading from different books about eating better. And, uh, cause I do want to try to lose some weight, uh, before the big I do date. And it's hard to believe, but it's 95 days away, ladies and gentlemen. 95 days away so so I'm getting I'm like oh my god we got so much to do oh my god we're getting so much to do oh my god we're getting so much to do oh my god oh my god oh my god okay um uh, by the way um Toppy Smelly just wrote something he says here in Pickahalla we have a sculpture of Martin Luther King Jr. which is nice and there's no relation to this area and King 
is just a little tribute here to him. However, the likeness of the sculpture representing anyone that it even remotely looks like King is dubious at best. It's kind of like the one they did for Lucille Ball. Um, and I think it was in, oh, I forgot where it was. Like, I forgot where it was, but I guess it was from her hometown. I can't remember where that is now. But they, it was a horrible, horrible, horrible statue. And it looked awful. And she looked really scary. Well, I guess that has been redone. And I don't know if it's been opened or not. But anyway, Toppy also adds... One of my cousins, he's all 17 going to 18, will be going to the Air Force later this year. We're all proud of him. Yay! See, that's very good. So he'll be going to San Antonio for basic training. And then he'll probably be going to... Uh, he'll be going to wherever his um, uh, tech school will be. Uh-oh. I don't know. I got to check this out, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. Oh, disregard. Okay. But uh, anyway, so... Uh, uh, I, I see I got a, all of a sudden this thing popped up from Best Buy and it says it says something about your order confirmation is ready on January 22nd I'm like what order are you talking about there's nothing there <laughs> oh my god I'm being hacked okay uh, <coughs> oh by the way I have an update from Mr. Toppy he says Jamestown New York is Lucy's hometown thank you Toppy I figured you know that what that that is oh by the way ladies and gentlemen um so there you go. So there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Oh, by the way, folks, in case you didn't know, what do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. <laughs> okay. Now, um, one thing I did want to tell you, folks, is um, there was a. a you know, because, you know, Mr. Yam, I keep talking about him, but, you know, of course, he's talking about how he wants to kick out all the Muslims and um, kick them out of the country and maybe have internment camps and things like that. Uh, well, BuzzFeed, which is a website that he hates now because they published all these things about him and he didn't like them. And when he did his press conference, uh, he basically refused to uh, talk with them and he was really nasty. Um, and if you did not see that, I would def definitely recommend you watch it because it's a total train wreck. You can have popcorn and everything. But the sad thing about it is it's true. But anyway, um, BuzzFeed also shared an article, um, which I thought was uh, interesting. It says, uh, what a trip to Japanese internment camps means in the Trump's America. And it's a really interesting article about how the Japanese Americans were treated uh, during World War II. And I would definitely strongly recommend reading that because I thought it was very powerful and uh, you know, we definitely do not want to uh, let that happen again in this country because it was wrong, it was horrible, and um, and it should not happen. And uh, so I just think that we all need to be vocal and, uh, and all that good stuff. Now, the other thing I want to say about on January the 14th, um, because, see, what happens is every um, the holiday time, my beautiful young uh, godchild, Helen, uh, who goes to school in New York, Mr. Toppy, 
And, uh, well, she comes home for the um, holiday. And then what happens is around this time of year, she then has to uh, go back to school. And normally what she does, and this sounds horrible, but what she does is then she gets on the train at midnight and she leaves from the local area. And she doesn't get to New York until 12 hours later. Doesn't that sound like fun? No, it doesn't. Um, but anyway, um, but so this weekend, uh, her, and her, her, her and her dad uh, came over to the house and uh, we went to lunch and I bought them lunch. And there's a photo of her and I uh, dining away. And, you know, I'm just super duper proud of her. And uh, I love her to pieces, of course. And uh, she's been doing really, really well in school. And she's been learning a lot. And she's got a lot of new friends. And uh, she's pretty awesome. So I'm hoping, Mr. Toppy, and I've said this before many times, and I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope um, that I'm going to make a trip out there to go see her at her school. And then, of course, I want to make a detour and come see you and take you out to dinner and uh, spoil your rotten. Okay. And give you a big old hug. And say, I love you, Toppy. You're the man, Toppy. I love you, man. Okay. I love you. Okay. Oh, my God. You're like so fabulous. Oh, my God. Okay. So, anyway. So, there you go. I, I thought of you, Toppy, as I had time with her. Okay. Now, the other thing I want to share with you, and I've shared this before, but I thought some of this stuff was really, really, really Really, 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 really funny. And basically what it is, it's an article, and it was on this website called T-I-C-K-L-D.com. And they have a bunch of crazy stuff, and uh, they have funny and cute and sad and heartwarming stories. And WTF, which stands for what the fuck, and spooky, happy, science, joke, amazing, quizzes, and all kinds of stuff. All right? So the what this is, it says 21 dumbest customers ever. And it has a bunch of different stories about people and who do really, 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 really stupid things. Okay, now give me here's an example. This is one. It says work this one person wrote, working at a bookstore, customer says, uh, do you sell the Bible here? And the, the person said, Yes, we do. Which version would you like? And the customer said, the Bible. And uh, the person who worked at the bookstore says, I understand, but which version? And the customer said, the one that Jesus wrote. Stupid. Okay, now here's another one. I love this one. It says, I used to work at Radio Shack, and I had a lady come in and ask for a radio capable of getting broadcasts from the Middle East. I showed her a few. She purchases and asked me to help her tune it. I found some stations from various Middle Eastern sources tuned them in as she stood there with a puzzled look on her face. I asked what was wrong. She looked at me with a seriously grim expression and said, well, how am I supposed to track terrorists if they don't speak American? But um bum Dumbass. Okay. There you go. And... Okay, now this one I thought was cute. Is this, uh, th- this is a phone call. It says, thank you for calling Starbucks. This is Jeff. How can I help you? Yes, where are you located? Uh, we're at the corner of Main and Mag- Magnolia. And where is that? Do you know where Main Street is? Yes. Do you know where Magnolia Avenue is? She goes, yeah. It's, then that's where we are. Well, I'm standing at the intersection. I can't find your store. It's underground or something. Looks out the win- window and sees a woman who looks lost. Ma'am, turn to your left. Do you see a man in green apron waving at you? Begins waving at her. Yes. Well, that man is inside of Starbucks. Go there. That's not Starbucks. It's a Quiznos. Ma'am, I'm very confident I'm in Starbucks right now. You're not very helpful. 
This one person said at the uh, clothing store, it says, if these t-shirts are buy one, get one free, why can't I just have the free one? Honk. <laughs> oh, this is really good. It says, um, I once had a customer bring back a laptop she had brought in for the day before claiming it was broken. She said it went open. I asked her if it was Windows not loading or a program not opening. She said the laptop itself went physically open. She said, I took it out of the box, opened it, and just looked at her. Her mouth fell open. She looked at me and said, oh, it opens from that side. Me and my sister tried for an hour to open it up last night and couldn't. Couldn't. She'd been trying to open it from the hinge side. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll read you one more. One more. Um, a client was asked how much it would cost for the plasma truck to come out and refill his plasma TV. Some people see now that's a yam voter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, someone told me that they felt bad when they returned the DVD and forgot to rewind it. Um, what? That's just wrong. You're stupid. Oh, yeah, all those stupid people. Okay. Uh, what is that bell sound? That is my iPad getting a text message. <laughs> So you know what that is. It's it's dinner time, Toppy. It's dinner time. Okay. Because um, I got a text from my dad because my sister is down in Indianapolis and she's getting her treatment. And she's um, she's been doing very good. And so, by the way, if any of you have been sending her good vibes. And if you haven't, you shall be. Um, but she's doing pretty good. But then my dad texts and said, well, the next few days are going to be kind of tough for her. So I'm like, so I'm really hoping that um, everything goes well because, of course, I love her to pieces. Even though she drives me crazy sometimes, but I love her to pieces. And so I'm please continue to send good vibes her way. Okay, thank you. Um, but so far so good. And uh, she said the food in the hospital has been awful. Shocker. Um, so that's not good. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say one other thing. We have, I'm actually in the dining dining studio of the Ramble Red household. And uh, right now I'm at this brand new, brand new dining room table. And it has a buffet or, uh, I forgot what it is. It's a cyborg. You know, I, I tease Roger because he says it's a cyborg or a buffet. And, uh, well, I said, what do you want a computer with a laser eye for? We don't want that. We want a little buffet table to put a plates and dishes and stuff. And he keeps saying cyborg. I said, no, that's gross. We don't want all one like laser sticking out of somebody's eyeball. That's gross. But uh, anyway, this weekend uh, we had the lovely table and we have six chairs and they're high top like bar like chairs. And I'm sitting on them right now. Oh, great. I'm getting a phone call from my father. At 9.41, and uh, you think after doing my show for 11 years that they would understand that I do my show every Tuesday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. But I guess he forgot. And uh, it just went to voicemail. So you probably hear a ding too, Toby. Okay, you probably hear another ding. 
So I probably should get up and send them a message and tell them I'll call them in 18 minutes. Please hold while you go do that because I don't want him to call back again while we're on the show. Okay, thank you. But um, anyway, so uh, Lola, okay, we'll put this thing down and I'll talk really loud and you can still hear me and I'm going to go get my thing. Oh my God, here we go. Uh, okay. La la la. This is live, ladies and gentlemen. Can't you can't tell it's live. La la la. Okay, there we go. Um, no, it was from my dad, my brother. Okay, now other breaking news, folks. See, there's some things that I haven't had or eaten for a long, long time. And uh, so the other day, uh, Roger and I were going to have um, eggs and we're going to have bacon and toast and all this stuff uh, for uh, breakfast. But because I had to go to the... Because I one thing I have to let you know is that, see, when I hurt my back a year ago, um, I decided that one of the things that I thought would help is we have a place called Massage Envy, and it's in all the malls all over the country. And basically what you do is you pay uh, so much per month, and you get one massage, one hour massage every month. And it's, you know, for the price, it's very reasonable. It's about, if you're not a, a non-military person, it's like $55 or $59 or something like that uh, per month. And then for I get a little discount uh, for being military. And so what I would do is once a month, I would go get a massage. And well, the last few months, I've been doing really good with my back. And so I haven't been doing it and I keep forgetting. Um, and then when I did try to call to make appointments, the, the one guy that normally uh, um, uh, would do the massage, uh, that he wasn't available on the days that I was available or they were, you know, failed or whatever. So what happened was this weekend I made a massage for, um, uh, uh, you know, for 11 o'clock on Sunday. So, and I got up late because I went to bed late on Saturday. So I, um, I said, why don't we have the bacon like for lunch? And so I said, I'll go to the store and I'll, cause I had to go get the massage and I wanted to go to Costco and I wanted to go to uh, Target and I wanted to go a couple other places. So there was a bunch of running around I had to do. So um, I went and got the massage and, and this one guy, his name is Tim and he's a real nice guy. But the thing is he doesn't listen because every time I tell him that I said I want medium uh, pressure that, um, that he always you know, is like I'm laying there and he's like pressing down on my back, which is I'm really sensitive about and worried about because you never know when it might flare up again. And he's like, and he's really, and I'm laying there going, and I'm like, so you think when someone's going, that um, it kind of means, hey, this is not relaxing and comfortable because they have this music playing and it's like new age music and all you know and all this stuff and and then the next thing you know you're getting squashed like a bug okay <laughs> so i say hey he's up there pal and then he takes your hand and like he's he like massages the hand and then he pulls on each finger and then he takes it and he like bends the hand backwards 
and it feels like he's like you know he's gonna break your hand and you're like oh my god this is not comfortable and not relaxing at all and it's just so i need to find somebody else so um so i realized when i called to make the appointment that i said well how many appointments do i have that i haven't used and she says seven so i'm like go so i need to get back in there so i scheduled another one and i'm hoping to get somebody different and who may be better but it's kind of like the Walmart of massaging. If you and I'm sure that if they heard this, they'd be really, really happy with it. Uh, but you know, because normal massage is normally eighty, ninety dollars, and this like sixty dollars. So it, it's just, I, I guess I need to. And see, the thing is, every time I try to get somebody different, uh, you know, it's like you just never know who you're gonna get. And one time I got this one lady, and she would like massage, and then she would like barely any pressure, and then she just poke you with her fingers. I'm like, and I actually said, what are you doing? It's supposed to be a massage, like all fingers, you know, not just poke, 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 you know? So anyway, so this is uh, this exciting topic. Oh my God, this is so exciting. Oh my God, let me check. Okay, so anyway, so, so, I'm so excited. So anyway, so, um, so then what happened is I went to all the stores, went all the running around, did all my stuff. And uh, so what I did then is I text Roger and I said, hey, I'm going to the store and getting everything that we need. So why don't you do me a favor and get the oven going and cook the bacon. So he cooked the bacon. And so the minute I walked home and see, I went to the grocery store, went to Costco. Uh, like I said, did a bunch of running around and every single store was really, really busy. And I was, I was getting like, people were stopping right in the middle of the aisle at the grocery stores. And you're like, you're, I'm in a hurry because I'm at the Gucci Martins and Granger and I wanted to get in and out of there. And there's people like, oh, how you doing, Carol? What's going on? And they would block the aisle. And then you'd be like, stand there and like, excuse me. And they're like, blah, 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 the paper boy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, excuse me. And then they're finally moving and you're like, get out of my way, you dumbass. If you wanted to go talk or the fucking coffee shop, get out of my way. So anyway, so I had to get around the store and I'm like going crazy and I'm trying to find anything I need. And it was just very stressful, very stressful. So, and then I finally got out of the store and I drove home. And then by the time I walked in the door, my dear, sweet, wonderful fiance, Mr. AKA oh, Roger had, um, had the bacon already out and it was all done and nice and crispy. And then, uh, we got the tomatoes cut up and we got the lettuce cut up and we got the mayonnaise and then we um we uh toasted some bread and we made some delicious blts and they were phenomenal if you haven't had a blt in a while ladies and gentlemen you must rush to the store and buy all the ingredients and make yourself one because it was dang and tasty in fact i had two sandwiches i had tea and they didn't have nothing else with them so i just had a blt and it was good it was pepper bacon it was quite delicious so, and if you'd like to see a very exciting award-winning photo of my sandwich that went into my stomach and then went out of my butthole later, uh, you can see it. Look at January 15th. <laughs> ah! Okay, so, okay. Uh, anyway, so there it goes. And I'm telling you, I ain't going. Okay. That's a little Jennifer Holiday song for you. Okay, there you go. Oh, by the way, if one other thing I did want to share is that see, Mark Hamill is not a big fan of the Yam, 
And I just want to let you know that if you go to Slate.com, uh, you can hear Mark Hamill read uh, Trump's uh, infamous tweets as the Joker. And it's quite funny. It's very funny. It's very, very, very funny. Okay. There you go. La, 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 Oh, by the way, since uh, Mr. Toppy did reference it, see, yesterday, uh, Monday, was Martin Luther King Day. And I have to say that was really interesting how many people were... Uh, got the day off and how many people didn't get the day off and um, so I thought it was really interesting and of course uh, Martin Luther King was a junior was an amazing uh, part of our history during the civil rights and uh, he said a lot of amazing quotes and one of the quotes that I did share uh, from him is this one it says when evil men plot good men must plan when evil men burn and bomb good men must build and bind when evil men shout ugly words of hatred good men must commit themselves to the glories of love and I thought that was very uh, powerful, especially uh, during this uh, climate with the election and stuff. And also, I did share another article that says how Martin Luther King can get you out of your Trump slump. And it was an article that was on CNN.com. And I definitely would uh, recommend that you read it because um, I think it's really powerful. And I think it's, it's interesting and important. Uh, now, one other thing I did want to uh, share that I thought was really quite touching um, is that there was this couple, and they live in Virginia, and uh, the the thing is that the husband uh, just had told his wife that he was going to uh, donate uh, a kidney to her because she had um, a kidney disease, and she's been on dialys dialysis for almost two years. And she had to go through multiple surgeries, and she kept getting progressively sicker. And so it was really, really tough for him. And so he best, he basically told his wife that he wants to donate one of the kidneys to her. And so they did all the tests, and they found out that uh, that he that she was compatible with him as far as the kidney. And so, um, so what they're going to do is the day before their 20th anniversary, um, they're going to have the surgery done on January 24th. So I just thought it was really touching and amazing story and I just wanted to encourage all of you who um, if you know if any of you out there um, who ever thought about organ donation I think it's really important and uh, if you're able to do so like unfortunately if something would happen to anyone like you or your family I hope that you would all talk about it and agree to do so because um, there's millions and millions of people all over the United States and all over the world uh, that desperately need uh, to get organ transplants, like my dear friend, my best friend Doug, um, you know, almost 18, 19 years ago. Um, sadly, if this gentleman uh, had not been in the car accident and had not been an organ donor, um, he would not have been able to help um, save my best friend. Um, and so there's, you know, and, and thousands and thousands of people die every year in the United States because they're not able to get a donation. So it's really, really important, and I just wanted to you know put that out there for people to consider because i think it's really important and it's a way that you know that you can kind of live on if something were to happen to you and help other people that are do need it um and if there's any way that you can donate blood or you know different things uh that don't require you passing away there's a lot of different things that you can do um and a lot of different resources that are out there that help people to that need them 
Um, and so I just think it's really important. And I'll get off my bag waiting into that, but I just think it's really good. So um, now the other thing I want to share is that yesterday I did share this. Um, see, I had interviewed a, a, a writer, director. His name is Rob Williams. And he did an amazing uh, holiday movie called Make the Yuletide Gay. I can't talk. Make the Yuletide Gay. Well, basically he's doing is a Kickstarter and basically what they're doing is they've they, he's created a novel. And if you go to, um, and I shared the link on my Facebook yesterday. So if you go to there, uh, to the link, and you can get a copy of the novel. And you can also get a copy of the movie uh, soundtrack, which has songs and stuff from the movie. And I think it's as low as $15. There was a, a special limited edition book. Uh, that was for $20, but unfortunately that sold out. And they also had another package that was for $150, and you got a bunch of different things. Uh, but that sold out, so they've decided to add a new thing. And so I told him once he did that that I would share it on my Facebook, and I would also um, talk about it on the next show. So I told him I would do that, so I wanted to do that. So if you'd like to check that out, please uh, do so. And one other thing I did want to tell you about, and this happened very, very recently, um, which was really, really sad, and uh, and I wanted to share it with you. Um, and I guess this happened. Um, uh, I'm going to pull up the article here. Um, it happened very recent um, in Dallas. Uh, there was this um, gentleman who uh, I'm trying to find it, and it's taking forever. I'm sorry. Um, I can't find oh here we go um there's a gentleman his name is Derek and uh Derek Whitener and on Saturday January 14th he was uh acting and singing a show at Firehouse Theater in Dallas Texas after the show he stopped in Target to buy some groceries and on the way out of the Target he was brutally attacked by two masked men in the parking lot uh, we don't know who they were or what their motive was at the point. All we know is that they beat my friend so badly that on January 15th, he was rushed into surgery to stop the bleeding on his brain. Uh, before his surgery, he was having difficulty forming words. A horrifying thing is someone as smart and quick-witted as Derek. They believe the surgery was success, but they won't be sure until the swelling subsides. He's currently in ICU, and the overall recovery will be at least six to eight weeks. He was unable, he's unable to work at the entire time, and so we've created a GoFundMe to help offset the cost of the medical bills and loss of income. And uh, it says, Derek is one of the most creative, passionate, and unique individuals I've ever met in my life. In my life, he's accepted a position at the artistic director at the Firehouse Theater, a community theater in Dallas. The level of outreach is he's done in the artistic endeavors, singing, acting, costuming, has such lives of countless individuals. I know he's inspired me to be a better artist since the day I met him over 10 years ago. And so basically what it is is they're trying to raise money and they have a goal of 100000 And so far, um, I think it's really awesome that they have um, $67,181 so far. And uh, so I think it's really awesome that people are there to help him. And, uh, and this is all raised by 1,280 people in one day. So it's it's pretty amazing. And I mean, it's amazing that the money is being raised, but it's horrible what happened to this poor guy. And uh, so I wanted to talk about it and share it. Um, and if you want to, you can go to GoFundMe.com slash Derek's, D-E-R-E-K-S dash medical dash bills. And there's a link on my Facebook page as well. So if you'd like to, I'm going to donate um, and help this guy out. So I thought I would 
uh, tell you all about it. And there was uh, news articles. So, I mean, it's not like if there's somebody out there that's saying, oh, this is just BS. They're just trying to con people. No, this actually happened. It was all over the, the local news down there. And so it's heartbreaking. And he's a beautiful young man and he has a partner. And uh, uh, they gave it, they did give one update. Um, here, let me read it. Um, it says, this was updated eight hours ago. Thank you for all keeping up the momentum of the campaign. Derek's partner, Victor, will be withdrawing the funds on Derek's behalf since they'll be facilitating his medical expenses. Please keep spreading the word. Um, um, they also said that uh, the Dallas Police Department is doing a press conference uh, 10 hours ago, and they're asking for people for any information. Um, and they also said, update from the neurosurgeon this morning. He had a hematoma from Derek's brain. is basically gone, but a large contusion caused brain swelling is affecting his speech and motor functions. They're hopeful and very optimistic that this will subside and his speech will improve. He'll continue to monitor the ICU, and I will update as more information is given. We ask for privacy and respect as he needs time to recover. I'll let everyone know what the doctors feel his visitation is appropriate. So, so it's just really, really heartbreaking. And... Um, so I just would like to encourage people to please do that. So I'm going to go ahead and get ready to sign off. But if you can please go to my website, rambleredhead.com, leave a comment about this one as well as all the other episodes you've been listening to. You can always pick up the phone, 574-807-9171. And you can always email me or at rambleredhead at gmail.com. And you can also, um, uh, you can also, also uh, do all kinds of stuff. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, and also, I'd like to send a shout out real quick um, to Andrew Dickinson. Um, he said that he listened to the latest podcast and he said, I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. He says, I lost my mom in 2015 and, um, and I think about her every day. And, and, um, and so I just wanted, I wrote back to him and I said, thank you for your kind words. And, and I told him a little bit about what happened to my mom. And uh, so I just want to say thank you for reaching out, and that was really awesome. So anyway, so I just want to say, folks, you take care. Have a good rest of your week, and I really wish you all the very, very best. And remember, a crazy redhead from Indiana, watch it, and I, you take care. All right. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, goodbye. I told you goodbye. Stop it. Just David wants to do a shot. Oh, God, goodbye.